The Great Commission tells us that Christians are called to go into the whole world to share the good news of the gospel. Most of us may never go overseas, but for each of us, there is a mission field right where we are, working with the local church. However, becoming involved in the local church can sometimes be challenging and difficult. Hi, this is Esther Lowe. Welcome to the GYC Beyond podcast. In this episode, Pastor Moise Ritzara joins me to discuss how to become involved in local church ministry and overcome common barriers to success. Pastor Ritzara grew up as a missionary kid in Africa before completing his theology degree at Southern Adventist University in Tennessee. Currently a pastor in Michigan Conference, as well as the president of GYC, Moise shares with us from a personal experience. Hi, welcome. It's very great to have you here, um, Pastor Ritzara. Thank you for joining us. And the first question that I had for you is, tell us about yourself. Yes, well, um, I was born in Madagascar, mm-hmm. and um, I was born into a very, very good family. My parents were very mission-minded. Um, they took the Three Angels message very seriously, and they wanted to go all out for, for God. So we actually, uh, when I was about one month old, they went to the Philippines hmm. to do some studies, mm-hmm. came back. Uh, my dad was helping there with the church, and uh, they got a call to go to Zaire at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to Zaire uh, in the mid-90s, and uh, we started a life of mission work. And... Um, so that's you know for so most of my life I've been in in the mission field mm-hmm. in in mainland Africa and, and okay. growing up seeing wars and seeing God's deliverance and that has been kind of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was maybe a a key moment in as you were growing up that made you want to become personally involved? I would say uh you know getting involved uh seeing the deliverance of God and how God mm-hmm. was real. Uh, and some of the conflicts that we had been in, you know, we went through about three wars, um, several civil wars, mm-hmm. serving as a missionary family. And uh, I always knew that God was real. He was powerful. He had a plan. And that, uh, I would say, was the point in my life when I realized I want to serve a God like that, mm-hmm. that takes care of his children. And, and that was the pinnacle point in probably when I was about eight years old, mm-hmm. I decided to serve the Lord somehow. Mm-hmm. And you, you yeah. said that you kind of went through a few civil wars. Which mm-hmm. countries? Like, how did that impact your life? Yeah. So uh, in Zaire, the first war, we went through war there. Basically, uh, it impacted my life because I saw, I had to experiencing what death looks like: mm-hmm. violence, evil. Then we had to escape as refugees, and we went to Congo Brazzaville. And even their war broke out again, and mm-hmm. we had to actually escape through like a canoe back to, now this time it was called Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm-hmm. And just going back and forth and seeing all those things and, and seeing what evil can do, but at the same time seeing what God can do mm-hmm. are some of the things that just have touched my life. So you could yeah. say that as a young person, very young age, you experienced some of that great controversy between good and evil. And saw the the results firsthand. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you got into your teens, what were some of the first things that you started doing for your local church? 
Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I went to a boarding school and uh -huh. it was called Maxwell. Awesome experience. Uh -huh. But uh, after all the wars and things, when I, my life calmed down, you know, I was about 11. I went to boarding school when I was 12. Mm -hmm. I did not have a solid relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. I kind of went through the motions and uh, different things like that. But I always knew in the back of my mind that uh, I needed to be more committed. And uh, unfortunately, was I, I was a very good Laodicean. I did not do very bad things, but I didn't do great things for the Lord either. And I was kind of in that phase where I was just going through the motion. And so that was my, my teen years. So your teen years, you're at, at Maxwell, and that's in Kenya? It's in Kenya. Kenya. Mm -hmm. So what pulled you out of that Laodicean experience? and got you more passionate about being involved in your church? Okay, so what, you know, that's a, that's a good question, Esther. I, when I went, I uh, went to Southern, mm -hmm. and I, I still didn't have a deep relationship with the Lord. I went to Southern, my freshman year, I really struggled, and a speaker came from GYC. Mm -hmm. They had a, a group of young people there called SEYC that organized kind of a conference. Mm -hmm. And they, the speaker challenged us to really study the Bible. Mm -hmm. And that you, you have a call. I mean, you are called right. to be a missionary. And if you're not, then you're a mission field. And oh, that wow. got me involved, you know, <laughs> and that woke me up because I said, because I knew what the mission field looked like, right. you know, from growing up as a, as a missionary kid. But I never thought I was a mission field. I thought I was going to go help. <laughs> But now I was being rebuked and that, that changed my perspective that I wasn't there to follow the crowd. I was there to follow the calling of my life. Mm. And I started uh, being involved with a ministry called Penton Towers, which mm -hmm. was to help with the homeless. Oh, nice. The homeless. We went to uh, downtown Chattanooga and we had uh, church services at this apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And I just started getting involved, helping, you know, uh, it was part as well of the College Dale Church and, and uh, helping out with that ministry. So I just got involved by receiving a call, seeing a call from the Word of God that mm. God wanted to use me. And I didn't care about the results. I just wanted to do the work. That's wonderful. So you kind of maybe viewed yourself for a while as neutral, neutral ground. Yeah. Yeah. That you didn't need help. You didn't want to give help. Yeah. And then and suddenly you realize there is no neutral, there's no yeah. between. Uh, I, exactly. I mean, I was, I remember I, I you know, I didn't, um, for my freshman and even sophomore year, I was just going through the motions. Worship was required, mm -hmm. so I went to worship. <laughs> I was a theology major, but inside me I wasn't content. And, and I had to answer the call of Christ to, to either be all in mm -hmm. Because if I was even halfway in, I was not in at all. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you were to give advice to other young people who may be in that exact same position, where should someone start? Like, let's say they've, they've come to this point where they want mm -hmm. to get involved. Mm -hmm. And they look around and they're not sure. Like, what's the first thing that they can do? The first thing I would say pray. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know it sounds very simple, but no man is bigger than their prayer life. Uh-huh. And... Once you pray, what God does is that He will start giving you divine appointments mm -hmm. for you to be involved in. But even more importantly is being in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Because you, don't, you, you want to have a relationship with Christ that when He's telling you these things, 
you're able to respond and say, wow, that's the Lord's leading. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had never read, till my freshman year in, in, in college, I had never read the Bible through. <laughs> and um, so I started reading for myself, not for a, a grade or an assignment. Mm. And I started with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in which it says, you know, in the beginning God created. And I mm. said, Lord, you are a creator God. You could re recreate things out of nothing. And I want to be part of your work. Mm -hmm. I want to be part of your work of healing, of, of, of uh, giving salvation to people. So that's where I started. And that's where I think people should start is getting, filling their minds with the word of God, mm -hmm. learning how to pray with your heart. In other words, praying mm -hmm. because you really need help, not because you think you have to do it. <laughs> and God is going to give you divine appointments. He's going to open doors. And because 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 God is alive, he's not dead and he, he no. knows the people that need need help. And right. that's what he will do. He'll lead you to them. OK, so I guess what you're saying here is like step number one is really get that personal relationship with God and, and be praying and spending time with him. Exactly. Once you've maybe taken that step. Um, you know, I know for myself, when I was at that point, I looked around and looked at all these things that other people were doing. And I thought, well, I don't have abilities of any kind mm -hmm. so <laughs> where should someone who really doesn't have any skills or talents what should they do well you know one one good way is find a local church mm -hmm. and be involved in a local church i'll advise people if mm -hmm. if you really want to get involved don't uh, first go into a mega church <laughs> you know find maybe uh a mid-sized church or a smaller church, even maybe a church plant in your area. Mm -hmm. College towns have so many churches, you know, at right. Southern, at, at Andrews. And and go there, you know, learn the culture of the mm -hmm. church by watching. And just say, you know, can I help? Mm. You know, what do you want me to do? As a, as a pastor myself, I pray for people to come <laughs> to me and say, can I, can I do something, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's that's the first step. And, uh, you know, the first step, once you, you, you understand that you have a calling from the Lord, go to a local church mm -hmm. and just say, what can I do? Okay, that's, that sounds awesome. So you, you mentioned specifically avoid maybe the big churches and go for the smaller ones. Yes. Maybe unpackage that a little bit more. Why, why would you give that advice? Yeah, so I think big churches are, are good. You know, they, they have a lot of uh, skill and all mm -hmm. those different things. But sometimes in a very large church, it, it's hard to see what the big needs are mm -hmm. of the community. Because you're forming a community of your own already in that okay. church. So, you know, a, a local church is there to serve the community. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to get involved... And, and you want to be part of the success. And I'm not saying you can't get involved in a bigger church. Mm -hmm. But, you know, usually they already have people that are doing stuff. <laughs> right. They have professionals and all that. But in a smaller church, you know, most of the church as well, and this is just Mo saying, uh, <laughs> they might be, uh, the members might be a little bit older. And they might not have, be able, maybe a lot of the members are carrying different hats. Mm -hmm. And they just need help. Mm. Uh, to serve the community. So that's why I would recommend first start with a smaller church uh -huh. where there's a lot of need and not many people that are, are ready to take up responsibility. Okay, so if, if you're looking for something to do, go to a, a church that has not enough people. Yes. Really. Okay, 
that's a, that's a really practical thing that any young person can do. Mm-hmm. Now, who should they talk to? You've said maybe talk to the pastors or someone else. You know, like what kind mm-hmm. of opportunities are available in the church as well? Okay, great. Yeah. So who do, who do they talk to? One thing I used to do mm-hmm. was I would first pray for everybody in the church uh-huh. in my heart. I, I'll enter into the church even as a pastor because you you know when you come into the church you kind of want to feel who do I talk to who are the people mm-hmm. who really need help I'd pray for everybody in the church and mm-hmm. say Lord you know pray for a sister so and so pray for a brother so and so and and then as that was going on I'll have divine appointments and um, and then I'll want to connect with a pastor but you know from a pastor's perspective sometimes uh, you you want to understand what are the motives of the person, why they want to get involved, and you, you because you want to trust them as well. But you know, if the pastor sees that, wow, this young person really wants to help, mm-hmm. they, they they want to help the community, then it it gives more trust, mm-hmm. and churches function based on trust. Okay. And so that's what I'll do: pray for everybody, get divine appointments with members. Mm-hmm pray for them, work with them, and as you build trust, mm-hmm. then they're more receptive to, you know, giving you responsibilities. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I want to just transition now to talking about overseas mission trips. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of young people that, like, my family members have done this, you know, go to another country, or maybe do a fly and build, what they call them, where you go and you build a church or something mm-hmm. like that. How useful do you see those as being, and is it something that maybe we should get involved in doing? building uh, churches overseas or just some other kind of overseas mission trip yeah i think i think those are great because you know they they give you a different perspective uh-huh. sometimes us here in the global north we we have so much uh-huh. and we have so much that sometimes we're growing cavities <laughs> spiritual cavities because we're like you know we're fed all this good this this uh, all of this we have so many resources mm-hmm so many churches, all these things. But when you go overseas and you help people Mm -hmm. that are really in need, it gives you a different perspective Mm -hmm. about life and how blessed you are. And it it, it makes an impact in those areas. And that's that's missions. And when you come back with that perspective, Mm -hmm. you start realizing what really matters are building relationships Mm -hmm. and being content and being there to serve. I think that's why it's important. Okay, so maybe like an overseas mission trip might be more helpful to the person going yes. than the people that are already there. Yeah, it, it could be both ways, but uh-huh. I, I truly believe that when you go overseas, you the person going is going to be changed. You, you, uh-huh. you will be changed. And when they come back, they, they just have a whole different vision of what they can do. That's wonderful. So mm-hmm. talking about that vision now... I mean, this has happened to myself and it's happened to friends I've known. You mm-hmm. came back from this great experience, whether it's a, an overseas mission trip or maybe like you went to GYC and, and you did outreach for the first time mm-hmm. at GYC. And it was just an incredible experience. And then you come back to your small church mm-hmm. and no one's excited. Yes, Sister Esther, that 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 can be a hard experience. Mm-hmm. Um even, you know, as me now serving as GYC president, seeing the excitement and everything. And I have two beautiful churches. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're not there to be served by the church. Mm-hmm. We are the church. Amen. And yes, it's hard to see, a, you know, you go from the spiritual high, mm-hmm. you know, your Mont Carmel experience. 
and then you almost feel like you go down in the valley. But you have to pray to the Lord mm -hmm. to say, Lord, send out the laborers. You know what I want to do. And this is your church and I'm your church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the zeal of a few, uh, people will get inspired. Uh -huh. And but you can't base your experience based on other people's experience. You have to have your own experience right. with the Lord. And that's what I'll tell somebody, you know, don't be discouraged. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. And then also build relationships mm. with godly people. I'll say that's the most important thing. One of the most important things. Have a community mm -hmm. of people that support you. I think that's why GYC is so important. Yeah. Because you have people that have the same passion, have the same values almost. Mm. And they want to do something big and you have to network and, and build those relationships to sustain you. Okay, so this kind of draws back to the purpose of having networking at GYC, right? Yes, <laughs> in a way. You can yeah. meet people, you can talk to them, and, and maybe you can keep in touch throughout the year as well. Yes. Uh -huh. But let's say that you try all of these mm -hmm. things and maybe, I don't know, sometimes there's a key people in that church who just shut everything down what should a young person do at that point should we move on should we keep trying let me tell you i'll be very <laughs> blunt with you <laughs> go in souls go in souls awesome go in souls like i i remember there was i had a i had a a uh, a good member in my church who mm -hmm. was on fire and um and you know they had all this zeal and everything and there was some resistance and different things like that but as soon as that person started to bring in new members in, mm. they got inspired. Mm. And because now, you know, when, when you bring a new member into a church, the church members do two things. One, either they panic <laughs> or either they're so excited that they overwhelm the person and the person doesn't <laughs> know what to do, you know, and, and maybe they'll come back or maybe they're like, this was too much for me. But I would say go give Bible studies. Mm -hmm. And and the more people you bring in, the more they're going to change that culture. Mm -hmm. And Because uh, now you're a leader. Once you come to GYC or different things, you become a leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, you follow one person, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he told you to not... He, Jesus didn't say, analyze and just wait. He mm -hmm. says, go. Oh, yeah. He didn't give us a great option. He gave us a, a great commission. Mm. So when you meet resistance, nobody can debate success. That's true. And nobody can do that. You know, if you're very successful at winning souls, if, if the people are not excited about mm -hmm. that, then there needs to be some uh, deep heart searching and a revival happening in that place. <laughs> so I would say anybody can win souls. So go give Bible studies and bring mm -hmm. new members in. Okay. I guess just wrapping that up, do your thing with God. Yes. And leave all the consequences to God as well. Exactly. Um, because, you know, we as young people are leaders. Mm -hmm. we, um, we are the future of the church and we're not in it to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Because if we are, then the Adventist church is, is it's an army. Mm -hmm. You know, we are called to go to all the earth. And, and that's a mission. And as a young person, you have to be humble, mm -hmm. focus on your relationship with the Lord, and do what He calls you to do. And don't worry about the politics or the 
you know, the dynamics. I mean, we have to be wise about those things, but if you win souls, uh, nobody can debate success. Mm-hmm. That's really great advice. So I guess just the big question at the end of all of this mm-hmm. is why does my involvement in the local church matter? I mean, there's a lot of people that come to church every Sabbath and don't do that much. Why mm-hmm. do I need to get involved? Well, number one, the church is the apple of God's eye. Mm. And, you know, Ellen G. White tells us, though, how, however defective it might be, whatever might be going on, this is the apple of God's mm. eye. And God expects you to worship Him mm-hmm. on His day, and you are His bride. So number one, God wants you to to go to church. (laughs) Number two is that you will find the grace of God in being involved in church. Mm -hmm. Because you will see the great controversy. Mm. You'll see that we're all sinners. But also you'll see how God can change people's lives Mm. by being involved in church. Number three, it will mold your character like nothing else. You know, uh, God will put you with people that are going to press your buttons to the point that you don't even know how you're going to survive. And he's going to also bring you in contact with people that love you so much. That's such a blessing. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the only thing at the end of the day in this earth that we take with us. Well, there are two things. The Mm -hmm. souls with 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 brought to Christ and our character. Mm. And the, right. the the church is 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 where your character is gonna be chiseled like nothing else. <laughs> um, can I tell you a story? Yeah, that'd be great. So in one of my churches, I I was blessed with having very good churches, very good in the sense that God was working in mighty ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I was having a hard time working with one member. Mm. This one member was, they loved the Lord, they wanted to do whatever for the Lord, and they were very committed. I wanted to do the same, but we could just not get along. And I used to pray to the Lord. I said, Lord, what, what's going on? We want to be passionate. We want to win souls. We want to do all these things, but we just can't get along. And I said, Lord, I need divine intervention. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of my time at that, uh, at that one church, God just worked in such a wonderful way that we, we started to work in, you know, together with that mm-hmm. member. The community was being blessed. And that was something from the Lord. And I needed that in my character to mm-hmm. see that I, I cannot be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I have to depend upon the Lord. And I wouldn't have had that experience, I believe, in any other arena than in that local church. Wow. What God can do. And that's why a young person needs to be involved in their local church is because that's where God is. Mm. Wow. So that I think that's a really great place to end it. Just mm-hmm. a reminder that God wants to fellowship with us in a local yeah. church mm-hmm. and reach other people through us in that local church setting. Exactly. And because and that local church is... The church is the apple of God's eye, and you want to be where God is. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't go, you know, don't be discouraged if people, if you see a lot of negativity mm-hmm. or a lot of uh, uh, challenges or, or different things. Um, don't be discouraged. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Win souls. Live for the audience of one. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate um, your sharing with us this um, in this episode. Uh, we appreciate that you could be here with us. Thank you so much. Many thanks to Pastor Ritsara for sharing his time with us. I hope that you have been challenged and encouraged to engage with your local church in a more meaningful way.